The Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track. Everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Have you ever heard you are what you eat? Welcome to the Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker team. I'm Yetta Decker. I'm Ken Decker. And I'm Leah Dixon. And we're so excited to have you back to another episode where we're going to be able to, as always, gather ideas, thoughts, techniques, and tools that we all need, we all deserve, you, I, everyone, to turn our house into our home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. Yeah, so, right, Leah? You are what you eat? Um, actually, Ken, I would say you're not necessarily what you eat, you're what you absorb. You can eat a lot of different types of foods, but if you're not absorbing them, how can they become part of who you are? So that's perfect. So I can eat like potato chips and they'll just go right through me. I won't absorb them. If only it worked that way. (laughs) We had a little switch on our bodies that said absorb this and don't absorb this. That would be wonderful. So the mind can't control I like wish that? it could. It so, nice. so for our, our lovely listeners, uh, Leah is a realtor on the Decker team. Yes. And you have some expertise in the area of nutrition. I do. I'm a registered holistic nutritionist. So she is here to be confrontational with Ken <laughs> nice. and with me. I think I'm going to sit on the sidelines and watch the show. <laughs> and I just thought I would sit on the sidelines and watch the show with you. <laughs> Yeah, with you. I don't think it'll be confrontational, more educational. Educational? Okay. So, Ken, are you going to retract your statement then that you are what you eat? Um, No, because I still believe that (laughs) to a point because she just said I can not decide that I'm not going to absorb the potato chips. So if I eat potato chips, then I'm going to look like a potato chip. Okay, where do we even go with this, Leah? (laughs) I don't even know where to go with that. Neither do I. So (laughs) the point is that we are all uniquely... We are all biologically unique. Yeah. So even though during this show we may talk in generalities about nutrition and different foods, we have to keep in mind that everybody is unique. And what works for one person and what's healthy for one person may not be healthy for someone else. Right. Now, there are some generalities. We can say fried food probably as a whole. For sure. There's there's some general, broad general statements that are going to apply to pretty much everybody. And that's one of them. Even to Ken. Even to Ken. Yes. Imagine that. So potato <laughs> chips? Uh-huh. How about French fries? Any processed food in general, fried food, things like that, it, it really comes down to common sense. I think yeah. most people have a pretty good idea of what a good diet looks like. Yeah, you know what I find is it goes down really nicely and the taste is really good. It must be that that kind of burnt carcinogenic oil that makes the french fry crispy. But then I also notice that half an hour for the next four hours, I'm sluggish. You definitely pay for it so when I, you eat something that's not good for you. Right. So if I listen to my body, then my body's telling me that's not a good thing to eat. Yes. 
And it's so important to listen to your body. A lot of people find it's much easier to know what their body is affected by by keeping a food diary. And nutritionists will tell you it's so important to keep a food diary because you can say, okay, you know, my diet was this and that yesterday and I today I feel horrible, but you can't pinpoint. You couldn't keep a food diary? No, because Yetta would read it. <laughs> and then I'd be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you'd be in That's trouble true. over what you ate, then yes. maybe you should consider changing what you eat. Well, I'm kind of like on the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time I'm with Yetta and I eat well, and 20% <laughs> of the time I'm not with Yetta and I eat poorly. Okay. And how do you feel that 20% of the time? Uh, worse. Right. But is indulgent. It Sometimes it is. Sometimes. And so you're right. Sometimes it is. <laughs> we have to give ourselves, uh, cut ourselves a little bit of slack sometimes. And it's great to have a wonderful overall healthy diet, but to have a special treat once in a while if you like. Now, there's chocolate. an interest. I'm going to be controversial. Okay. Confrontational. <laughs> okay. <I guess. laughs> because Yet and I were talking about this. And why do we call something that's bad for you? A treat. Why don't we call a treat a nice orange or some fresh organic grapes or or some organic raspberries or strawberries? Or, True. That's a treat. Yes. The other is harmful. Mm. So what could we call something that we like to eat but don't call it a treat? I think, well, we could choose to move the word treat to what really is a treat, a treat for our bodies, a treat for our mind, a treat for our being, rather than only a treat for our taste buds. Or maybe it's a treat for my childhood memories, because many of those things that I would call a treat, like cotton candy, here at Confessions 101. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Tootsie Rolls, things like that, that's part of my childhood. Exactly. And I think that's what it comes down to. Many people as children, we're taught that, okay, if you're good, you'll get this treat. And the treat is a chocolate bar or a bag of chips or something that's unhealthy. It's considered a treat it's because it's not something that you have all the time. It's something that you have occasionally. Mm -hmm. right. um, but you can just reframe the, the way you view the word. You're well, right. It's, it's, if you yeah. look at it as a treat for your taste buds, it's very different than a treat for your body, for nourishing your and body. And even a treat for your mind. Right. Like, because when we talk body, we're talking from the tips of your toes to the top of your hair because it even affects your hair. It, everything is connected. It, it, it's what you eat is connected to your mental well being. She as keeps well. telling me that's why I have gray hair. And your hair is Because I want to eat or don't eat. <laughs> right. She's probably right. So what I think this is an interesting thing. Share your thoughts like on what's a reframe for the word treat when it's good for our being, but maybe well, and it's not even the raspberries taste bad for our taste buds. Oh, they taste awesome. great on our taste buds, cherries and well when our, our grandkids come, yeah. I make sure there's raspberries, blueberries, bananas, oranges, apples. grapes, and apples because if we don't have chocolate bars and chips and things in the house or don't hide them, you know, we hide them up in the top cupboard. For you. For me, the odd time. Well, you better hope they don't watch the show now because now they know where your hiding place oh, is. Well, they can't reach it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and They can climb. But it's amazing to watch the, the fruit disappear. 
If you take it out, wash it, clean it, put it in a bowl, it's gone. And that's a treat. It's a treat to the taste buds. Recently, I was sick, and I really noticed that I had cravings for fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, and they tasted so sweet. It was unbelievably sweet because I wasn't eating anything junky. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, your taste buds change. If you're used to eating junk all the time, that's what you're going to crave and that's what's going to taste good to you. If you don't, if you haven't had chocolate for a long time, if you haven't had chips, if you haven't had all of these junk foods, and then you try them again, they often taste a lot sweeter than how you remember them. And, And things like fruits and vegetables taste sweeter than you remember them as well because you you don't you're not bombarding yeah. your taste buds with even all when the sugars. I don't put um, salad dressing on a salad and have lots of the vegetables in there and the, like the sweet peppers and everything has it's flavorful especially if you throw some seeds and stuff on it right yes yeah I love that the first wealth is health. And what we eat really will help determine that. Not only what we eat, but that's certainly a good piece of it. Have you ever considered a plant-based diet? I'm struggling on the words because I have recently considered it. Until then, I had absolutely not considered it. So I'm still getting used to rolling over my tongue. So we've created for you at the Decker team access to over 403 free episodes of the Inside Track, everything to do with selling and buying real estate, and then really how to thrive in life, making house home, simply whole living, and building wealth, which feels kind of awesome, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, when you say, have I ever considered a plant-based diet, I struggled with that because I am a meat lover and like Vegetables, plant-based things are the food for my food. <laughs> and, and so so the vegetarians eat my food's food. <laughs> and, and really, though, I always felt like a meal wasn't complete unless there was meat in it. Right. I always said that to you. I know you did and for then, 40 years. And then I listened to a 17-hour book called How Not to Die from... Whether it be cancer, stroke, heart disease, diabetes, boom, 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 boom. And his solution for everything was? A plant-based diet. Exactly. (laughs) So Leah is a bit of a, you have more knowledge than the average bear. I did study nutrition for a couple of years at the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. By the way, is a bear a vegetarian? (laughs) I don't think so. They do eat berries. Yes, they do. So we thought, as Lee is a realtor on the team, she knows her real estate, can help you with selling and buying, and knows a whole lot about health and food. We thought, Ken and I dare not, even if this is a general show, not get too involved in this topic without some support. Yeah. So what's the myths and misconceptions around a plant-based diet? Well, one of the biggest myths, and and I'm sure you know what it is, when someone says to you, hey, I'm a vegetarian, what's the first question that pops into your mind? What kind of vegetarian? Or where do you get your protein? Yes, that is the big question. Don't vegetables have protein in them? They do, but not everybody knows that. So typically- Legumes. Legumes have tons of protein in them. Yes, they absolutely do. 
So, you did some reading. <laughs> Ken did some reading and prep for this show. No, like for life itself. and beans yeah. and lentils. That's right. Full of protein. Yes, yes, And yet you're right. That is the question I asked for several decades. Right. How do you get your protein, Leah? So I've been a vegetarian for about 25 years now. I know. I've known you the whole time. Yes, I know. Mm. <laughs> and over those years, that is probably the number one question that I'm asked. Well, where do you get your protein? So you're right, Ken. There's protein in so many different foods, in vegetables. In I thought it was in cheese nachos. Well, yes. <laughs> okay, let's not go down that road either. Because <laughs> we talked about it in another episode or another segment that some things we can't absorb. That's right. And we can't absorb a lot of what is in our dairy products. That's correct. So, yes. sorry, so Ken. So then is it harmful if you can't absorb it? Doesn't it just go whoosh right through so I can enjoy the taste? Not necessarily. No? There are a lot of other things that dairy does to you too, oh. but that's for a whole other show. Okay. I could talk for right. hours. So let me ask you a question <laughs> about plant-based cheese. Okay. So like the, the faux cheese that they yeah, have like, like if you go Yeah, it's to, not really cheese at all. You know, if you go it? to the health food store, Pizza Pizza, and they have... Um, health food store Pizza yeah. Pizza. <laughs> I just caught that now and it's like... What? <laughs> but they but they have a, a a pepperoni pizza that's got a cauliflower base crust. It has artificial meat. Why do they make artificial meat look like meat if you don't want to eat meat? That's what I want to know. And then it has <laughs> it has plant-based cheese. Yes. Yeah, and I haven't I haven't tasted it yet. I haven't had the courage. The one at Pizza Pizza actually isn't too bad. There <laughs> Told you it was a health food yeah. store. <laughs> so there are some faux cheeses out there that are really nasty. They truly are. They don't taste anything like cheese whatsoever. They don't melt well. And then there are some cheeses that are fantastic, especially some of the newer ones that they're faux coming cheese. out with. Faux cheese. It's like faux leather. Sort of like that, yes. Only so, you can eat it. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, we didn't want to eat vinyl. But, but I'm not even talking about taste. Like even if it tasted like saran wrap <laughs> what does it do for your body is it healthy to have faux cheese and faux turkey and faux bacon and all these things that are made out of some plants to to feel and taste and and even uh, texture in your mouth to feel like meat Unfortunately, the answer to that isn't as easy as you'd think oh. because it really depends on the product. There are a lot of products out there that are faux meats or cheeses that have nasty ingredients. Like you'll, yeah. you'll find the sodium's really high in a lot of them or, you know, they have different types of oils or different things that you just don't want to have in there. Mm -hmm. And then you'll have some products that are better. Um, the Beyond products right now are, are a lot better than many of the other The Beyond meats. meat? Yes. Meats? Yes. That aren't um, meat. Right. And they're not soy either. A lot of them are soy-based. And some people are a little scared of soy uh, because of the, the phytoestrogens that are in it. Um, Is that what grows And genetically man, modified man soy. Breasts, yes. Well, that's a bit controversial. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we were getting, we are going to be assured on these three episodes, we're going to stay controversial. <laughs> there is just no way, if, ands, or buts. So what is the biggest myth beyond 
that there is not enough protein in the right vegetables. I think the next biggest myth is that it's difficult. It's, it's really not difficult to follow a plant-based diet. There's many different forms or variations of plant-based diets. You can be a vegan, a vegetarian, a lacto-ovo-vegetarian, a pescatarian. Uh, well, pescatarian also includes fish. So I guess even though it's considered plant-based, there's still some. Well, the, yeah, I don't agree with that. Ken, but that's do you just need me. to be disagreeable today? Yes, that's the show. It's all <laughs> about okay. Ken and his disagreeableness. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's this new keto vegetarian thingy? Well, keto was a thing. Well, still is a thing for a lot of people. And High fat, lots of meat. Exactly. And so a lot of the, the basis for the keto diet really has some merit. And so... There are some vegetarians out there who say, hey, you know, I'd, I'd like to participate in this keto diet thing, but I don't want to eat meat. So there's a whole new group of people that call themselves ketotarians, and they follow a keto diet minus the meat. Wow. Mm-hmm. So there's so many different things. And, and really, once you've made the decision that that's what you want to do, that's that's truly the hardest part, is making the decision about what you want to do mm. and how you're going to follow through. There's that big D decision. The big again. D decision, that's right. So once you've made that, it's fairly easy to do. So many people nowadays are going plant-based. There's recipes everywhere you look out on the in internet. There's information mm -hmm. everywhere. There's wonderful um, shows on Netflix, documentaries about nutrition and plant-based diets. The most recent one is Game Changers, and it's fantastic. Game Changers. Yes. There's also, I think, a movement of bodybuilders that are plant-based bodybuilders. Oh, absolutely. There are so many people. And if you were to watch Game Changers, they, it, it highlights a lot of those. The strongest mm. man in the world, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, is a vegan. There are people who have been in the Olympics in various different... Um, some are runners, some are cyclists, some are swimmers, and they've been vegan or plant -based. Well, the biggest animals in the world are vegetarians, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so bottom line is, what's the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen? Let your food be your medicine, because then you're going to need to take a whole lot less medicine that doesn't really help your body. Okay, this is one of them shows that is going all kinds of weird places. Leah has <laughs> confessed that she is a vegetarian. Ken has confessed I'm a that con he's a, a contrarian. And I'm just a bystander. I thought you were a piscatarian. <laughs> I am. Oh, yeah, now, now when are. are you ever a bystander? <laughs> <laughs> so we are so grateful that we at the Decker team have had the opportunity to thrive alongside you. Not only buying and selling real estate for over 30 years, in addition to that, actually thriving in life, building wealth, getting our lives together, even relationally, doing a better job. And that's why we can have so much fun on the air now, because you're either going to like us or not. And it really is about being true yep. and including what we eat. How do you be true to what you eat and make sure what you eat actually helps your being and makes you the best version of yourself, even if it's a contrarian? <laughs> now, what am I supposed to say to that? <laughs> so I think, I think part of the hiccup is sometimes we think that vegetables have a lot of poisons on them. I'm throwing a loop in here because... You know, there, there's pesticides and, and what's the other thing they put on? 
Herbicides. Herbicides. Yeah. One kills other plants and one kills bugs and animals, That's right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then we eat that stuff. And what's that do to us? Well, unless you eat organic. So if you can choose organic fruits and vegetables, or better yet, grow your own, then you avoid getting the herbicides and the pesticides. I think grow your own would be a wiser choice. Because <clears throat> what I'm hearing is that there isn't the regulation on organic foods and they say certified but maybe they're not and maybe there's a farm across the road that's spraying herbicides that are getting over onto the organic side or there there's different regulations on how far away an organic farm has to be from other right. chemical things you really never know what you're getting so you're right it's it's best to be able to grow your own food and do, do they in a this is a good question maybe you don't know it in an organic farm, do they use uh, manure as a fertilizer? That's a good question. I don't have the answer. I don't know what they use in, That's in a typical organic farm. That's a good question. We'll have farm. to talk to Dr. Google about that. That's because, right. Because it's interesting. Or if you because, know the answer, yeah. if you know the answer, yeah. why don't you tell us the answer? It's why don't already, you text Jetta? <laughs> text Jetta because she's not getting a word in advice on this show. Anyway, so I'd like to be talking to you. If you could text me right now, I would have the availability to connect with you assuredly. I just want to say for the people who don't have the opportunity to be able to grow their own fruits and vegetables, and maybe organic fruits and vegetables tend to be a little more expensive. A little. A lot. Okay, a, a lot, lot more expensive. A lot more expensive. So not Unless everybody can afford to maybe you've got a good place to, to buy them. Where, where do you get affordable organic produce? Well, the, the grocery stores typically now will have a good section, depending on mm -hmm. which grocery store you go to. But a lot of them have fairly sizable sections of organic fruits and vegetables yeah. now. I'm finding even or, uh, Costco has more and more. Now, I know we want to stay away from the processed foods. But when I go for a processed food, like a chip, like not even a potato chip, but a, a oven-baked pea-based cauliflower chip, because <laughs> I like chips. Um, usually they're non-MGO, they might be organic sourced foods that the chip is made of. And I know processed is much worse than fresh whole foods, but it's better than nothing, I think. <laughs> then, he whispered that, better than nothing. It's actually not better than nothing, it's actually hurting you. Oh, come on. But I use that chip to take my organic hummus and use it as a vehicle to get it in my mouth. Does that count for something? That counts for something, Ken. It and counts do, for something. I do use vegetables sometimes to <laughs> get the hummus into my mouth too. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the question is like, yeah, Costco's got more of that. Costco's got some, you know, they'll have organic strawberries and regular strawberries. And you just, I just look at it and I go, okay, well, two bucks more, three bucks more. It's worth it. And then the grandkids come and eat it. And I go, hmm. Well, I guess it's better for them too. That's right. <laughs> I guess for everybody. It is. It's just a harder pill to swallow when they eat it and I don't. <laughs> um, what is that saying about you, contrarian? Yeah. Yeah. It's there good. are there are some fruits and vegetables where it makes a big difference to go organic and others not so much. So mm. I heard that can, about bananas. Exactly. Bananas and avocados, is one of yes. Thick skin stuff. Right. Right. That doesn't it, get in quite as easily. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, eating local 
is very important too. It takes a lot. Typically when fruits and vegetables have to travel a long distance, I mean, obviously there's the environmental impact of that as well, but when they have to travel long distances, they have to pick them before they're even ripe. Mm. And then they have the time to get here and you don't know how long they're sitting on the shelves in the grocery store. So if you have somebody local, if you can't grow it yourself and you know somebody who locally does and you can connect with them, that's great. There are delivery services in the area as well. People who have very large gardens who will deliver to your home on a weekly basis, fresh organic vegetables. Cool. And and I've heard you should eat the rainbow, like Skittles. Absolutely. Okay, not Skittles. <laughs> oh, not Skittles? It's no, a rainbow? but colorful foods. Absolutely. Eat as many colors as you can. Each color has different nutrients, different phytonutrients. Colorful, do fresh food. Yes. Ah. Fresh. Yeah. Yes. Is green Skittles colorful? Skittles don't count. Green is good, right? Yeah, green's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Red, orange, yellow, green, purple. purple. Yeah. Okay. So we we eat things, Leah, that aren't always great for us. Yes. It's not the best What do you decision. mean we? We as in generally, I'm including the royal we saying I eat <laughs> things that aren't necessarily the best for me. And there's a triad of reasons. There is. So, so- why do I eat? What I know I should not eat. Number one, you eat for pleasure. So something that tastes good to you is something you're going to reach for. A lot of people do a lot of emotional eating as well. They connect certain foods to their childhood. Certain memories. And comfort foods. Yes. Yes. Right. So number one is pleasure. Number two is to avoid pain. So if there's a food that you really dislike, or some people don't like textures, right? There Mm -hmm. are certain textures of food that... That really I did turn a bad thing. I have a grandson, didn't want to eat a certain food. Uh oh. <laughs> I worked on chili, was the food. Forced Don't like to. the texture. I did force him to. We all wore it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've never done that again. I learned my lesson. It was quite a few years ago, but. He don't eat chili when he comes over. He don't over. eat chili. I don't no. even offer it to him anymore. Oh, boy. It was not a nice thing to do. So, so gonna, texture so, can do it, right? right? It can. So I'm going to avoid pain of something I don't like, or maybe I even have somewhat of an allergic reaction to it, a, a, a sensitivity to that food, right. so I'll avoid it. Correct. Um, pleasure. And what's the third? The third is we want to do what's easiest. So whatever is the least amount of effort, right? So Mm. there have been so many times when my kids will come home and they're hungry. They open the fridge and say, mom, we don't have any food. We only have ingredients. (laughs) 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 Yes, a little bit of effort sometimes has to go into eating properly, unless you want to just grab a pepper and start munching on that or something like that. I do that. As long as I got hummus. Well, that's true, yes. But oftentimes it takes a little bit of prep work. And if you've got, you know, ready-made processed food sitting there that you can just grab and go, oftentimes that's what people will do. Mm. They'll go for the easiest. So, so the moral line, of the story, the moral of this story is? Go eat healthy. Go eat healthy. Go eat healthy. Figure out what is healthy for you and for your body and then simply make a choice. And then when you're stuck, 
call Ken because he'll be your contrarian and help you along the journey. We're grateful to be your partners because together we've got this. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.